This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Today, I want to talk about leading through tough times, and there are 12 executive actions that you can take as the executive leader. So let's talk about those a little bit. Tough times come and go. This is an ability and a skill that you want to have sharpened and ready to pull out at any time, because at any time, there could be a tough time. So number one is to communicate with your organization regularly. When times are tough, people need to hear from you more, not less. And a lot of times, leaders think they need to go into the hallowed halls of the board meeting and hunker down and come up with plans all by themselves. However, the best leadership you can offer during times of difficulty is to be visible, to be seen, People want to hear your voice. They want to hear the reassuring message of hope. So when you're there, you're not saying the sky is falling, the sky is falling. But there's certain messages that you are leaving with your organization that helps them to stay inspired and hopeful that they will be able to walk through these tough times and get to the other end. And so just remember, just like with any other relationship, you don't speak to the person once a year. You're going to speak regularly and even more frequently when there's challenge. So imagine if you were walking in the dark with someone and you were leading them through the dark, you would have to communicate a lot more than if the lights were on and they could see you because they want to be reassured of your presence and that you're still there. So that's number one. Communicate with your organization regularly. Make that message one that is filled with hope and inspiration and positivity. Number two, you want to call out strengths, abilities, talents of your organization. What are your signature strengths? What is it that's made you effective and continues to make you effective as an organization? For example, maybe you are a key player in your industry because people know that they can rely on you And no matter the odds, you will get the job done. And maybe that's your reputation out there. So you want to call the organization into that strength and say, you know, we've always been the organization who is going to figure out a way to get it done. And even if we can't see all of the parts of how to do that now, we're going to continue to be that way. We're going to continue to be the ones who figure that out. You want to call out those strengths because In a time of difficulty or panic, people sometimes forget the strengths that they have. Number three, you want to remind the organization of previous storms that you've weathered. What have you already come through? And a little bit about 
how you came through those storms. If your company's been in business for any length of time, such as mine, there will be many storms. I can talk about how we came through the recession of 2008, how we came through 9-11 or various other crises. Now, let's say your business is newer. Maybe you haven't come through any crises yet. If that's the case, you know that individuals in your organization have personally weathered storms and you want to solicit and tell those stories to one another because each individual who's there is bringing that strength to the collective organization as well. So you want to tell those success stories of how we got through the storm and came out on the other end. So if you have organizational stories, definitely tell those. If not, than tell individual ones of the same. Number four, you want to remain focused on your mission and how, as an organization, you're going to meet that mission. There can be so many distractions swirling around you during a time of toughness or a time of crisis. So you want to keep that laser focus point to say, we're here to do this particular job. This is how we're going to serve the community that we're called to serve. These are the resources that we have to serve that community. And maybe we're in a resource-constrained environment, and here's how we're going to use the resources that we do have. We're going to put a lot of effort and energy here. We're going to do this, that, or the other. Be intentional and talk about it. Talk about how you're going to continue to do your work. Number five, I would say to identify ways in which you're already prepared. How you're going to use that preparedness in some novel ways. Let's say, for example, you are a restaurant and it's during this coronavirus period and the authorities have said you've got to close down. Well, you still know how to cook food, and maybe you have never done carryout in your life. Maybe you've never had people come to the restaurant carrying things out. You can use your existing skill to do something new that you've never done before. And so you want to say, here's our preparation, and here's how we can tweak that to show up in a new way. Number six is you want to be positive and to encourage people. Many things will seem to be going wrong. However, as the executive leader, you want to identify what's going right. And you want to tell people about what's going right to encourage them, let them know we are doing some things well, we are moving forward, and it actually inspires the energy and the momentum necessary to do more things right. It doesn't mean that you're not addressing problem areas. You are addressing them. However, your focus is on doing what's right. Seven, I would say remain calm. And this is huge. There is a contagion effect in terms of the emotions that are transmitted in an organization. And as the executive leader, people are looking to you. So if you look as if we're about to die any second from now and you are not remaining calm, then your organization is not going to be calm either. And when you're not calm, it constricts your creativity and your ability to think of the next best step. So if you've got to do some extra things like Spend some time in prayer. Spend some time in meditation. 
Do some deep breathing to stay in a calm state. You want to do that because you want your people to remain in their best state for moving forward productively. Number eight is remember, you can learn from other leaders. Other people are walking through tough times or have walked through tough times. So look around you for these exemplars and these others who are doing great things. For example, during the coronavirus epidemic, I know that companies are putting out messaging to their employees and also to their customers. Well, some are doing a really great job. See what other companies are saying. See what they're putting out. And maybe you could modify some of that messaging for your own organization. Number nine, remember, you've got great talent within your organization. Therefore, you can innovate and co-create together. It means bringing people together and capitalizing on that collective intelligence and that collective wisdom. So just remember, you've hired these people for a reason. Not only do they have a specific skill set, they bring intelligence, they bring life experience, and that can be combined in new ways and it can be mined for a greater impact going forward. And number 10, if you find, let's say, you might not have as much work at a given time as you usually have, that's a great time to do some internal maintenance, to patch the sails of the ship, and to prepare for tomorrow. A lot of times you're running so fast and furious, we don't have time to patch the little small minor holes in the sails. But when you're sitting there waiting for something else to come along, and of course you're also creating the next something else to come along, do some maintenance. Get ready. Patch the sails. And then number 11 would be you want to always be able to see past the current crisis and to talk about the daylight that's on the other side of the storm. So as an executive leader, you're the one who's setting that vision, who's looking past the storm and communicating to the organization, we are going to get through the storm. We're going to ride and sail our ship to the other side. Somebody's got to paint that picture. And if I think about even the words of Viktor Frankl, when he talks about a man's search for meaning, and he talked about what it was like to survive in a concentration camp, you had to be able to imagine yourself on the other side of that crisis. And it's not always going to be like this. And then number 12 be willing to get professional help, to bring in trusted advisors as your thought partners, and to help you see gold in your organization that you may not know is there or that's available to be mined. I put out the invitation to you as you're leading through these tough times and you want to have a trusted advisor to walk through these times with you, help you to regain perspective and to think about what your next great opportunity is and what is positive, even in the storm, then please contact me and we will work together. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan 
for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.